0: Tonight, I lost another fight. I stood myself, but I'll just start again. I keep falling down. I keep on hitting the ground. I always get up now to see what's
1: next.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast the podcast where we look back at past best picture winners for your reconsideration. I'm your host Stephen Buja, and joining me for this magical trip to an animated faraway place is the one and only Matthew Marchetti. Hey, hey, hey How's it going on this steamy steamy night?
1: Oh, it's it's certainly steamy and uh Lord knows I love the warm weather. So, uh but it's it's going pretty well. The school year is almost over and uh I've I've hit a milestone as a teacher which, which is um Something not many people get to talk about.
0: Oh, um, what milestone was that?
1: I had a uh, one of my glass-paned doors slammed in my classroom today, and it shattered.
0: Ooh. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, just teenage angst just manifested in a door slam. Um, I didn't cause it. I didn't cause it, for the record. <laughs> <One of> the- <laughs> I want to let. I'm gonna be very Jeff Sessions, and I'm gonna let the record show that I don't know anything about anything that happened, but the door did slam, and I don't know why.
0: Oh, okay. Well, wow.
1: that's my Jeff Sessions. Well, that, I do know I, why,
0: though. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Jeff. I didn't think Jeff Sessions knows why too, oh, he, but yeah, yeah, yeah. talking. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> congratulations. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. Are we? Are we applauding that? Well, we'll applaud that. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, Matt, it was a uh, show. It's a it's a hot weekend, but it was not a hot weekend at the box office. Uh, and and I I bring this up because uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, Tom Cruise, yeah. he just has uh, had his new movie come out, and it did not do so well. I unfortunately did not get out to the theater to see The Mummy, mm. but I believe you did.
1: Oh, yeah, we did. My wife and I went out. Uh, I, I do have the review up on Instagram, but um, it's another one of those strange experiences where the reviews are so just brutal um, toward this film. And in for a lot of different reasons, and I think I don't what I don't understand is that it's it was very clear what type of movie people were going to get that we were going to get. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to throw you a curveball. It was going to be a sort of action-adventure romp with some horror overtones and undertones and, you know, a female mummy and all that stuff you saw. And it was pretty clear what was going to happen. And it it was predictable in that sense. So why is it that people go and see this and expect that it needs to be some sort of um, new cinematic masterpiece? And why all of this... Well, it's not like the Universal movies of old. And look, I love the Universal monster movies of old, but there's a lot of really shit movies from that era. A lot of just really silly B-movies with bad special effects and terrible acting. And I love them. They're very near and dear to my heart. But why all of a sudden are we putting... Just because it's something, well, this is the day and age we live in, but just because something is nostalgic, it means it has to be sort of elevated to a a new level. Um, Why can't it just be another kind of um, hokey, schlocky B-movie with some A-list actors in it, and why can't we just go enjoy ourselves? Why can't can't we just enjoy ourselves and have a good time? So, I mean, my wife and I loved it. I I loved the movie very much, and I I think probably the expectations going in that it was going to be really bad helped with that. But
0: always do. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I ranted and raved a little bit on my review about it just because I feel like reviewers are just, there's such, and I, I think we try not to be this way, but there's, there's such just curmudgeons all the time about everything. Oh yeah. Like they just yeah. hate the world and you've created nothing. You wrote down a bunch of words about someone else's art. If you don't like what Hollywood's producing, make your own damn movie. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said in my review. And I feel like that's true. Like, you know what? Who cares? Like just. Go see it or don't see it, but don't ruin it for the rest of us, assholes. Wow. Okay. Uh,
0: On that, uh, uh, on that, I think (laughs) no, no. I I, because I do agree with you. We um, movie going, movie theater going, it's very spectator sportish. Everything has become a spectator sport. Politics, movies. We all decided that we did not want this Tom Cruise mummy movie. Yep. Which is supposed to jump the dark universe? I think from Universal. Yes, uh, some yep. sort of cynical cash. We just were like, "No, this is going to be terrible." We we think it's going to be terrible, so therefore it shall be terrible. Correct. So I think everybody walked in just with just ready to dig their claws into it. Just as just, as why because because fucking they don't they're mad at. They're mad at cinematic universes now. The tide has turned on that. It seems to be people are getting very upset at people trying to you know, universe the shit out of it. Uh it does I mean, it looks like a Tom Cruise movie, but to which I say, How is that a bad thing? Right. <laughs> I, that should yeah. be the most that should be the most incredible thing ever. Like it's a Tom Cruise. It's Tom Yes, it could like when when I look at this, I go, you know, this could easily be a Mission Impossible film. This looks like it could like they just Decided to just go off the deep end, and you know I'm fine with that. Tom yeah. Cruise plays himself, but I wouldn't want anyone else trying it. He's great at that, and yeah. I, I am so excited to see this movie. And I, I'm just, I just you know we just don't um. There's there's a we don't have like genuine excitement anymore. I think it's all it's all measured no. and stuff. It's 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 very it's very sad. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but uh, but uh, but uh, it uh, me, it yeah, it, it totally is. But on the subject of movies in the past were better. That is a lot of rosy colored glasses bullshit. Mm. The only reason we remember a lot of the movies from the past is because the good movies are the only ones that really survived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, and like as with childhood, we're gonna remember we're gonna remember things differently. It's like oh, it was in the past. We don't see like they they released hundreds. Of schlocky crap that is not worth anyone's time back in the day, but we don't we don't notice that we don't care about that because we just focus on the Citizen Canes, we focus on the Great Mummy movies, we focus on all of the all of the ones that endure through the public conscience consciousness, and that's also that's kind of what we do uh, here. Like these are the movies that were granted the title Best of this particular year, and so perhaps should have some sort of merit to them. And that's why, that's why we're here, to look back on it. Segway time into that. We This week's film is last year's Best Animated Feature Winner, Zootopia, from Disney Animation. No, not Pixar. Yes, you heard that right. Disney. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it is last year's, the question that we will ask at the end of the show, dear listener, is not uh, how does it hold up, but what will its legacy be and how we think it will stand the test of time. So Zootopia, Marchetti did you see this in the theater?
1: I did not actually, and um, yeah, it's just weird. I have these like weird stints where I, I see nothing, and then these these long <laughs> these long periods of time when I, I I try to see everything. It's usually when I've sort of thought, oh, I haven't gone in a really long time, and then we just get on this kick where we see like everything. Um, so I didn't get to see it in the theater, but we did see it. Um, when it came out on home video. I believe I got it day one when it came out on Blu-ray. Uh, and we probably watched it like that day. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we could watch it on home video, um, we did, whenever the hell that came out.
0: We're still calling it home video.
1: Home video. <laughs>
0: Don't forget to rewind the tape for the next yeah. customer. <laughs> <laughs> and We're going to have some new Coke to go along with that, sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually saw this movie in the theater. I think it was one. It was one of those times where I realized I had not been to the movies, so I should go to the movies. And what's playing in ten minutes at the theater down the street? Zootopia. So sure, that looks cute enough. I've heard good things about it, and walked out, and had to say that I enjoyed my time there. We'll save the critical thoughts for the critical portion of the of the program. The film is directed by Byron Howard and Rich Moore with a co-direction by a person whose name I actually forgot to write down. Jared very Bush. Jared Bush. There we go. Thank you. He, he's got my back. He's got my back. It stars the voices of Jennifer Goodwin, Jason Bateman, Idris Elba, J.K. Simmons, Jenny Slate, and so many more. Like Tommy Chung is in it. And they all play pretty much exactly themselves. I love Jason Bateman. You know why? Because he, like like Tom Cruise... He's just so good at being Jason Bateman. He's gonna yeah. play that kind of. He's like a like a professional kind of jerk. He's yeah. I mean, I mean, he's basically um. Oh shit! What's his character from Arrested Development? Michael. Michael. Michael Bluth? Yeah, Michael Bluth. He's basically is Michael Bluth, but yeah, uh, I, I I like him better when he's got when he's got that edge to him when he's hmm. when he's being like a total dick. And he is. Yep. I mean, he's a family-friendly dick in this, but he is a jerk nonetheless. I, yes, I just, he is. <laughs> he's, he's so he's, he's just so good at it. Although I will admit, I do I do have to remind myself every day: Jason Bateman's Arrested Development, Patrick Bateman is American Psycho, and they yeah, are right. not the same person. Really, <laughs> do have to remember that. <laughs> the film was one of the most successful movies of last year. It made over one billion dollars worldwide. At uh, $341 billion at the U.S., it was the second highest grossing animated film after Pixar's Finding Dory. Uh, it's quite a year for uh, animated movies. We'll get into that in, in the next section. But uh, there, were some, uh, there were some good winners, and there was also just a ton of crap. And like we said before, we will look back at this year in animated movies, and we will remember the good stuff, and we will not remember things like Storks, for instance. Nobody's gonna, no. nobody's gonna remember why storks. did you have to say it i'm sorry i'm sorry storks 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 <laughs> okay we're safe they're everywhere no. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh, good Lord. so when we come back we're gonna talk about the 2016 animated academy awards we have already discussed the best picture winner from last year moonlight you can find that episode in our back catalog it was with a great guest host mr steve van patten So listen in for that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Academy. This is an incredible, uh, incredible honor. About five years ago, almost six now. Oh, my God. uh, We got this crazy idea to talk about humanity with talking animals in the hopes that when the film came out, it would make the world just a slightly better place. And we are so grateful to the audiences all over the world who embraced this film with this story of of, of tolerance being more powerful than fear of the other.
1: We want to thank uh, Bob Iger, Alan Horn, Alan Bergman, John Lasseter, Ed Catmull, and Andrew Milstein for creating an amazing studio for us to work at, and every artist, technician, and manager at Disney Animation who poured your heart and soul into this film, this award belongs to you.
0: Thank you. Thank oh, thank you very much. And we wanted to also say a quick thank you. Thanks, Shepard my husband. Marketing.
1: My- yes.
0: What does Utopia win at the Oscars this year?
1: <laughs> I wish you. People have just seen that we're dramatically posing as we as we called each other out. I believe I'm, I was gonna just look at it, but I feel like my memory serves that it just won Best Animated Feature. Correct, 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 Just won Best Animated. Feature. Yes.
0: Hoping to, to catch you, being like, uh, it. Being like, <laughs> what else did it do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zootopia won Best Animated Feature. It vanquished four other competitors of varying quality and also, um. No, I suppose publicity, knowledge, mm. public awareness, awareness. There we go. That's it.
1: What was
0: it up against last
1: year? This is actually exciting because for the first time, I've I've seen all of the the movies. Oh, in, really, in the category, yeah. yeah. And one of them was just, well, two of them actually were really recent. So this is actually. Sort of a, a banner day for me. I feel very proud. Uh, the other the other nominees were uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. That was the the Studio Leica film. Yeah, Fist mm-hmm. Pump indeed. Uh, loved that movie. Uh, and we also had Moana, which was another Disney. That was Disney Studios, right? Yes, yep, it was that was called. Disney Studios. Um, which we didn't see in the theater, but we saw on home video not that long ago. Um, My Life as a Zucchini, which is the one I saw most recently. Okay. What
0: what is that? Is he actually is a zucchini?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> it's this. It's this just bizarre story about this. Well, it's not really a bizarre story. It's a, it's the kind of like story about a a boy who's a um uh, an orphan and he's sent to a foster home and he just sort of has these um, ins and outs. It's kind of like a coming of age story, but told through this really weird animation. This really unique animation. that I feel like. People, I mean, if you liked Kubo and the Two Strings and that sort of stop-motion style, um, you would enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre. Um, I think it was a it was a weird co-production between, yes, yeah, Switzerland and France, if I if I remember. Um, so it has a it has an interesting flavor to it. Let's just say,
0: is that flavor zucchini?
1: It is zucchini. Yes, it's zucchini flavored. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Like maybe like zucchini bread or the. I'm just trying. I'm trying, trying to figure it out here because I like zucchini bread. Zucchinis themselves, kind of.
1: Yeah, maybe you kind of go in with the, the expectation of zucchini, but the movie ends sort of with zucchini bread, like this co- sort of sweeter concoction. Okay, well, Does that yeah. makes <laughs> pull quote. Bam! There it is. <laughs> maybe yeah. Start with leave the maybe in there though. The very insecure. <laughs> maybe if you like zucchini, but you also like zucchini bread, you might like this movie. I don't know. You Make your own choices. <laughs> and the. The last film that was nominated was was the Red Turtle, which is another really interesting um production between like ninety thousand different countries or like three. I think it's three. uh yeah, I'd yeah, France, t- Belgium and Japan, I believe. you yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you know, there are not ninety thousand countries in, in yeah, the world, I know. right? I just... There's like like, like two hundred something.
1: It just... Well, then then one hundred and ninety five or so countries. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's three. It's... <laughs> three three yeah france yep. france belgium and and uh, japan yeah
0: as as i recall the
1: the red turtle that,
0: this is a silent
1: movie it it is yeah it's
0: about this dude who gets washed up on an island yep. and this red turtle won't let him leave or something
1: yeah he's sort of like well he's sort of a, an antagonist in the beginning but then uh the the relationship sort of evolves as the film goes on. Okay. It's really it's really something special. It was really a beautiful film. Um I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm looking at it right now and I just want to watch it again. Okay. Uh, so I would recommend it.
0: Okay. Well, all right then. Uh yeah. as for the other two, Kubo and the Two Strings. That was actually my number 8 film of last year. I mm. uh, I mean, it's uh beautiful animation. It's it's like it's CGI and also like uh, you know, th- there's this great final credits sequence that's just showing you the real life stop motion work that goes into it. Oh, that's it's
1: so cool! So oh, cool.
0: so beautiful. It uh, has a little bit of a dodgy third act, I think, but is ultimately uh, um, really really great movie. And you yeah. should definitely, if you like um, box trolls, and was it Aaron oh, Norman? Paranorman, yeah, yeah, Paranorman. Box Trolls is Box Trolls is dark as hell, man. It's, it's like it's it like is. it's like, oh hey, let's throw you know you know what animated movies need more Hitler. We yeah. just need more, just like pre-Hitler Germany in our film. That's exactly, and it totally it it totally works. A Feeling level. warm right now. Just yeah. About it. And uh, Moana had, uh, I it, believe it was uh, Moana was nominated for best animated feature and best song from uh, soon to be he got winner Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah. It's going to happen one of these days. He's just, he's, it is he's, he's totally totally is. Uh it's a great come it's a great coming of age story. It's a great princess story- movie and I dare say uh pound for pound it is a better Wonder Woman movie than Wonder Woman. And I enjoyed huh. Wonder Woman, but uh the way this movie ends is far more believable for what it has been what has come before. I did not like the last act of Wonder Woman thought it was Incredibly tacked on and Snyder-esque, shall we say? Oh yeah. But th- this one, I just, I just love how it doesn't end in a giant fight. It, yes. Um, and I, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that. Also, it's a, I believe it is a non-toxic, uh, toxic ma- masculine version of God of War, which one of my he, favorite games. And
1: wow, <laughs> I didn't even of that. Not yep.
0: unfortunately, unfortunately, not my, not my idea. I just read that article. and was like, oh shit this sounds exactly the same so yeah. cool cool on that um as we said great year for animated at least a um there were numerous animated films in 2016 matt do you know did you got any of them that you were particularly fond of <laughs>
1: uh yeah just we'll, we'll get to one in a second um <laughs> yeah there there was two i guess maybe two other ones i was that that immediately popped in my mind that didn't show up um, which was, I'm just a big fan of the series. Um, but the third, um, Kung Fu Panda,
0: yeah. big martial arts
1: guy, <laughs> big martial arts guy, I'm a big fan of the other two films. And I was really excited about it. And I, I, I liked it very much. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think that the whole trilogy sort of remains, I think it's, it's got, I think people are aware of it, but I think it's sort of underrated, um, in, in general. I think it's a really consistent trilogy. Um, in my yeah, opinion,
0: I think it's uh, a wonderful trilogy. It's got great messages behind all of them, and also, um, you know, m- uh, my wife and I ad- adore these films because they're pandas and they're adorable. Yes, we, they we, are. We have a, we have a thing for you know bears and pandas and whatnot. And also, uh, we we're, we're always happy when we see pudgy things saving the world. And yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Poe po is definitely a pudgy thing.
1: And Makes me feel like I can do it too. <laughs> yeah, any, like <laughs> if if he can do it,
0: anybody can do it. Anyone
1: can. Great, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, um the other movie that came, that that came to mind we actually well, spoke briefly about uh when we talked about Mad Max um when when Matt Kroll was mentioning one of his reviews for that the movie Your Name the uh, the Japanese film oh. um which was a, a just a sensational film that has to, that sort of blurs the lines between gender and there's sort of a this, you know uh transgender undercurrent going through it it's really um Gorgeous, the The director of that film. Again, I'm, I'm gonna blank on his name, but it's like sh- last name is Shinkai, I think it's Makoto Shinkai. His movies are like, um, <laughs> like M- Miyazaki if Miyazaki was really sad, <laughs> 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 so that might be a that might be you know your entry to your entrance to that, or you might just be like, no, I don't want to see that ever again, but um, yeah, there's something really beautiful about some of the films he's made, and they're really accessible. Too some long form films, some short 20 minute films, some 45 minute films. So he's got a lot yeah. of um variety, which is cool. But your name was, was excellent, yeah.
0: Out now excellent. on Blu ray,
1: it is, yes. Uh, there were some
0: other major animated films that year. We had uh, the aforementioned Finding Dory from Pixar, uh, the the follow up to 2003's best animated feature, Finding Nemo, uh, in a sadly cynical cash grab for Pixar they still they they bring the magic as they always do but i wish they would and i think they have recently said you know what cars 3 we're going to stop doing all this sequelization mm-hmm. bullshit because we don't need any more cars certainly don't and focus no. more on a, more on original original content because we have so many sequels nowadays. People, we don't need more of them. As charming as Finding Dory was, it just wasn't on the same level. It's mid It's mid tier. Pixar, in my mind, kind of it was fine. It also, unfortunately, had the a very similar last act to a far far t- more terrible animated movie, The Secret Life of Pets, which is just, it's just not very good uh it, which and it which blatantly wanted to be pet story because it was about yes di- animals who do things when the humans aren't here, oh, oh isn't that funny? it just failed on every on every account sorry, Louis C.K. love you, but that was that was uh, a was tough. Tough. before I mentioned troll uh storks, terrible trolls, kind of fun, had that song thing, refused <laughs> to see it, refused to see that movie uh here it may actually be fun, but I'm like no. Nope. I'm sick of... Nope. No. You know why? Because I'm sick of the uh, lip sync battle. I'm sick of carpool karaoke. I'm sick of all that crap. We don't need any more of it. If uh, mm. there are original songs in this, I probably don't care. Maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm maligning it unfairly, but I'm just like, no. Nope. Stop it. So James Corden, this is all your fault. That's why I haven't given that movie any money. You. Uh, but... <laughs> There's one more animated movie that came out last year that I think uh, is certainly divisive among among audiences. And we saw this together, didn't we? <laughs> we did. And that was the uh, that was the great um uh, it was a great food movie Sausage Party, which um which I have to say it's about it's about talking food, but it is also about how religion is bullshit. Yeah, and it is. To combine those two things together, I think takes some talent and you have yeah. uh the wonderful Seth Rogan uh help, helping helping write that thing. And it is a um Yeah, it uh it goes to uh just a um shall I say the most unique scene in cinema. Um possibly at least for the year, maybe ever. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe ever. I don't think I'll ever forget it. <laughs> no, if you have seen the movie, you know of which we, of uh, what scene we speak of. Um, mm. Right at the end, hard to, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to clean that out of your, out of your mind. It's is it uh, the
1: climax of the film, Stephen?
0: Oh, it is certainly the climax.
1: See <laughs> 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 yeah, what but... he
0: did there? It's a double entendre. It's,
1: Jokes. It's... I love that we. I actually just watched that again and watched it with my wife for the first time and i was like she is gonna hate this movie and you know what we watched it and it ended and then it was she's like okay i'm going to bed now and said nothing and i was <laughs> like are we done is this is the marriage over did i ruin this i don't even know what to think she was yeah no but she 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 enjoyed it uh even through some of its um uh extreme moments <laughs> i still particularly found the um Piece of chewing gum to be my my favorite part. But you can call <laughs> yeah. me gum.
0: That part still.
1: I feel like once we saw that, we were quoting it over, we were, and, over we
0: were. and over. again. all that I, all that weekend.
1: I do have to point out, listeners, that we did also see this movie with two other people: Matt Kroll, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, and and our our good friend um, Brendan Sullivan, aka Dawson. And he is a um, sometimes joyless man who laughs at nothing. I love him very much with all my heart, but he he infrequently laughs. Let's just say that's a nice way of putting it. And at one point during uh, aforementioned climax of the film, I looked over at him and he was laughing harder than I've ever seen a human being laugh in my entire life. Certainly harder than I've ever seen him laugh. So... When we talk about the the sort of transformative power of film and cinema and something (laughs) as silly as Sausage Party, I don't think I'll ever forget Sausage Party um, because it made that man laugh that hard. And uh, that's something special to me. (laughs) Wow.
0: The magic of movies, folks. magic (laughs) Magic of movies. We love them here. We're going to have to step away from Sausage Party for the time being, at least. But we will continue our own personal sausage party after the break when we are going to dive right in and talk Flash, about Utopia. Dash,
1: buddy, it's nice to see you. Nice
0: to see you too. Hey Flash, I'd love you to meet my friend. Uh, darling, I've forgotten your name. Hmm. Officer Judy Hop, CPD, how are you? I am doing just As well, as I can. Be Hmm. what? Hang in there. Can I do
1: well? I was hoping you could run a plate for you. Well, I was hoping you could today.
0: Well, I was hoping you could run a plate for us. We are in a really big hurry.
1: Sure. What's the plate?
0: Two nine T number. Two nine T H D zero 3
1: Two. Nine.
0: T H D zero three. T. H D zero three. H. D zero three.
1: D. Mm-hmm. Zero Three. Zero. Three! Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hey Flash, want to hear a joke? No! Sure. Mm. Okay. What do you call a three-humped camel?
1: I don't know. What do you call a... Three-humped camel. Three-humped camel. Pregnant.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> 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 ah, yes, uh, very funny, very funny. Can we please uh, just focus on the Hey, t- wait, wait, wait. Priscilla. Oh, no. Yes. Flash.
1: What? <gasps> Do. You call. A three humped camel! Oh. Pregnant! Okay,
0: great, three. we got it. Please just... Matt. Um, for those who have been living in a cave for the last year, what is the IMDP plot of Zootopia? <laughs>
1: it's got some it's got some excellent words in it, um, but I think it does a pretty good job, as they usually do. Uh not uh Netflix synopsises. Those are terrible if you look at some of them. They are like so bad. I, I, whoever writes them i need to like shake their hand i feel like i would love to do that job because they write some (laughs) of the most misleading things i've ever seen in my entire life what happens when a shark turns into an avalanche well these skiers will soon find out it's going to be a cold reception i'm like who's writing this stuff like i just did i just did one that was avalanche sharks that was a fantastic movie uh but the the synopsis for (laughs) is it it
0: sorry is it a fantastic movie?
1: It's a fantastic movie,
0: yeah. <laughs> I know, I was
1: just defending the merits of uh, The Mummy, and now I just said Avalanche Sharks was also a fantastic film. No, I mean, it's fantastic in the terms of, like, you know, you have to sort of see it to believe it. Um, <laughs> okay. but, but if you just watch, like, ten minutes of it, it's it's that's pretty much it. You okay. get sharks coming out of the snow, and um, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Zootopia. In a city of anthropomorphic animals, a rookie bunny cop, and a cynical con artist fox... Must work together to uncover a conspiracy. Ooh. <laughs>
0: uh, that's
1: that's pretty good. Yeah that, that
0: that sums it up. That says every tells you everything you need to know, but yeah. also leaves so much it leaves so much more of this movie of this movie out. Um I'm going to actually read you a excerpt from my review of the film last year because this is my show and I can do what I want. <clears throat> Zootopia is the movie we need in 2016. After the firestorms of the past few years, set off with the excessive force used by police officers and countless national headlines, which spurred some sort of American introspection, complete with a backlash we're seeing now, it's easy to see how a fun and colorful children's animated movie would be the medicine we so needed to talk about the great that greatest of American pastimes, racism. Yeah. Hey, so matt I got matt i gotta come matt, I gotta come right out we're gonna it's gonna be a little a little awkward right now, but like yo matt, um you racist uh,
1: I, yes, I think everyone has a little bit in them, whether it's like okay, for me at least i I can speak for myself and and I guess you could disagree, and someone would probably get up my ass about this, but <laughs> I think there's there's such a thing as being like this sort of like benevolent racism that just the dumb shit people say, and we sort of are are made to think about certain uh, groups and cultures, and we sort of grow up with that, even if it has nothing to do with malice, and and, and none of of this, what I'm speaking about personally, has to do anything with malice. Um, It's just sort of ingrained in us. So I don't think that I'm racist in the way that's going to... um, you know, ruin people's days. But I think we all are sort of we're sort of like ingratiated into that culture that almost the mm-hmm. second we're born. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's sort of how oh,
0: it makes it makes total sense. Like I doubt either of us are ever going to put on a hood and go burn some crosses. I don't think that's who we are, but we are born into a society. It's certainly you and I as two white dudes born in a society mm-hmm. that is pretty much since Columbus got here was founded on the enslavement of people with darker skins than we are. And so we mm-hmm. have, we are, we enjoy the privileges of that. And, um, it's hard to, uh, it is impossible to remove ourselves from that. I think, uh, what we can do is help is acknowledge it and try to work our best to counter that in the ways that we, as the people in positions of, uh, societal power in terms of you know what the you know the access our skin color grants us to uh to help change things mm-hmm. you know move the clock slightly you know move the move things forward in a way to make it a make it a much better world and i'd have to say this movie does help a, help a lot with that cuz it takes this big so big and messy and dirty and hard to talk about thing that is racism that is 500 years of colonization and imperialism and just the belief uh, the belief of others you know since someone is other they are different and makes it really easily digestible and so i have to have to if the movie does nothing else it does that extremely well i walked in expecting like oh this is going to be just a goofy and you know anthropomorphized animal you know thing where they're in the city mm. and it's going to be aha uh-huh, so funny it's like i expected it to be kind of dreamworks level on, mm. the, on that regard but um i was pleasantly surprised at how at, at the things this movie was trying to talk about and the way in which it talked about it and now mm. i feel like you can like i can show this movie to my daughter when she is older and she's actually looking at screens and can understand words she's really can't right now she's she's kind of dumb because she's a (laughs) baby (laughs) she gets a pass she she totally gets a pass and i um i I think this would be a great way to bring that and bring that up uh yep bring that up to her what is the um what is the what is the racism in this particular film because it's obviously not you know, hating on, hating on black people and whatnot. What are, what's going on yeah, in the movie?
1: So it, it's, it's actually this other, well, it, racism plays into it, but I saw it sort of as a, um, it'll hit me soon, uh, supremacism, right? So that it just doesn't have to necessarily do with race. This, this I think you make a perfect point for it, but, you know, race, gender, social class, um, anything like that. And it sort of pushes towards, you know, whoever's the sort of, superior groups are the ones who sort of advocate against the, the inferior groups. So um, to me, it was, I think what I, what I left the, the sort of two groups I left thinking were the uh, predator and prey, right. Is that, mm-hmm. what, was that what we're talking yeah, about? That's yeah. What so that, talking about. And um, I thought that was, and you, you've sort of just sort of set this up perfectly, but I, I thought that was a really elegant way to, to, to talk about that. And still to look at predator and prey um, because that's something we all can understand. Um in, in very simple ways, but I think the movie digs really deep into that idea and makes you sort of think, see it in a in a new way. I, I certainly kind of left feeling, um, you know, different feelings about it than like you said, pleas- pleasantly surprised. I think in the way the movie sort of handled some of these these big, lofty, um, heavy ideas. I think it did a really good job of that.
0: Yeah. Uh. But uh, for those who don't remember, the predators occupy roughly ten percent of the population of Zootopia. And so, at one point, when they uh, some of them go missing because they, you know, they have gone feral, they've gone savage, mm-hmm. and that sparks up fears And the other ninety percent, uh, who are the prey, who are the more, you know, the sheep and the cows and the rabbits and all of the mm-hmm. all, so all of the vegetarians, more or less, mm-hmm. uh, into um, you know, giving giving them reasons to. Uh, to fear them, to d- you know, to deny them service of, of of things, because in the past predators used to attack and kill prey, and that's that's what they did, <laughs> and that's that's actually that's actually one thing I I really like about this movie. Not only is it taking on, tackling a thing as big as prejudice and you know racial supremacy and racism and whatnot, but at the beginning it's also it's also saying, hey, guess what, people, evolution. It totally happened. Mm-hmm. We used to be this way, and we it have we, are, we have changed now. So I, mm. I like it's an anime. It's a Walt Disney animated movie, and I just can only imagine that like the very very right leaning folks are going to flip their shit when they see this movie and probably turn it off within within five minutes because that you know that that the concept of you know animals evolving gets brought up. Right from the beginning, and it's uh, yes, <laughs> it's in in, in, a, in a in a really great, uh, a really great scene that uh, a young a young Judy Hops who is our who is our main character, uh, voiced by Jennifer Goodwin, uh, you know, sets up so elegantly that comes back in the in the third act. So, um, it's a the film is a mystery. The it's a it's a, mm. it's a cop mystery. I've always I've always wondered. Do you have a do you have thoughts on why it's police procedurals that are why that is the that is the framing device we use to introduce ourselves to new worlds something as big and crazy as utopia
1: yeah i have i have thoughts on it i guess uh, one i think we i think the nature of a police procedural is to sort of break things down and to look at things in segments and to sort of understand things in many different ways and all these little details, and I think it, it sort of fits perfectly into something expository. We we're trying to explain all these ideas um as a character is learning them. I also think that uh, you know, police presence is always, well not always, but I, I think is has become for a, for a very long time now sort of ubiquitous where we think like you know oh there's just police patrolling around there's no big deal like they, they 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 never get involved in anything that's really deep or exciting it's always just sort of the beat cop type scenarios and i think we sort of even if we we, we you know we side with police officers we side with we don't want to like the police we don't like their you know ever they all abuse their power or we're just like well they're good people trying to help us out i think we're all kind of fascinated with the the light not the yeah the lifestyle the career they've chosen and sort of the way they have to live their lives i think there's something like terrible and depressing about it but also something really like romantic and exciting about a, a police officer's life i think it you know you look at look at um you know film noirs in the in the 40s with, mm-hmm. with all these detective characters right that's like it was like the sexiest thing going back then um if you look at most actual detectives when you see them on tv you're like oh that guy is not going to be in any film noirs like <laughs> So I don't know. That's my take on it. I, just a couple things, but I, I think it works really well as a narrative device too, in terms of like I said, breaking down information. Yeah,
0: it's a we. Everyone, we all stick to our certain our lives, our routines. Hmm. Police are the ones who kind of go in and out of areas where, like, I might not normally go to this neighborhood just because why I have absolutely no reason to go there, but a mystery can bring them towards a place that is unknown that can help shed a little light on the situation and the theme of the of the movie now this is uh what do you think of the of the mystery here in the movie itself was it surprising to you did you feel compelled by it were you ever were you interested at all
1: it, yes yes and yes i oh, sort okay. of revert to like uh, like a young child when I watch pretty much any movie, I, I, particularly for the first time. I'm always sort of um just, I, I sit and I watch and I, I absorb and I, I don't try to figure out the story necessarily. And that's not like a, a superiority thing. I just, I don't, I don't think I have the, the capacity to do that on the first viewing. I'm trying to absorb all the information, particularly in something so colorful like this. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the the mystery was, it was interesting. I was into it. Um, I thought it was actually, you know, it was kind of heading in a direction that I thought I understood. And then the sort of, this sort of plot twist about the, uh, I'm going to forget the the night howlers, right. Being plants or plant-based, right. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then it, it sort of, you know, when they start to explain it, you're like, oh my God, this is really like a, like a dark thing to do. If you really think about the implications of what's happening here, particularly the, the sort of, uh, political corruption that's going on as well. So. I think if I understood one aspect of what was happening, uh, the the movie was sort of playing in the other direction and I, I was missing other parts of it. So I think it does a good job in, for, in for this direction. And I mean, I'm a 33-year-old man. I probably should have understood what was happening more in this movie the first time I saw it. But I'll be the first to admit that I was like, ooh, animals and colors. This is exciting. Oh, it's funny. It's very funny. Um, so yeah, I was I was compelled and I was compelled throughout, I think. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was. Um, I note... Know- a lot of the the routine proceduralness of it, it fall. It's so um, by the book, because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. it's by the That's what they do. They're by the book. That um, I can't. I I have I have to give it points for. I have to take points away for you know, playing it very safe in terms mm-hmm. of the mystery. It it fall. Whether the beats are, whether the the things it does are surprising. They fall exactly when they're supposed to. It, yeah. you know, it is. It's a. It's textbook mystery. You know, it's one, screenwriting one hundred and one. This is how you. This is how a mystery film is composed, and it does that. It does that admirably, but it attempts. It, in my mind, it attempts nothing new with the genre. However, however, um, while I appreciate films with ambition, I love ambition in movies. One cannot fault when a movie sticks to the sticks to the script, and does a very good job at it. And I do have to say, Zootopia does that. So mm. um, the mystery is like, yeah, it's fun. Uh, it, ultimately, everything makes sense. You realize, oh, of course, it was the it was the sheep character. Spoiler alert, sorry. It's Jenny Slate. She's mad at she's mad at J.K. Simmons because and Predators, because she's a sheep and she's she's getting put upon, and it's it's all that. And that and that and that makes sense and it resolves exactly how you you want it to. There's never any there's never any to me real surprise here. Huh. Um that that had been said uh it does it, it does it also very very well. It's a very tightly written and tightly edited script. I can't think of a single scene you can get rid of because everything matters here. Even the um even the ch- even when they're ch- um Judy Hops is Who's new to Zootopia? She's chasing uh the rat character whose name I, name I forget through the uh... weasel, Weaselton or something. Weasel, like that. yeah, Weaselton, <laughs> Weaselton. Uh, that that comes yeah that comes back that plays an important role later on. Yes. so it's um it's very well plotted. Maybe not very maybe not the best written thing, but it's certainly certainly well plotted. <laughs> so,
1: well, I just want to just interject for a second. Two, sure. two things. One on your um. Your uh, comment about you know ambition almost versus like um, the sort of way the idea is is put forth. I was reading something about um, something about something about films and John Landis, the, the great director, was talking about um, sort of remakes and things going on. And he, he made a real um, interesting point about like ideas versus execution of the ideas. And he says, what no one understands, ideas are a dime a dozen. An idea has no real value. It's all about the execution of the idea. Mm-hmm. So I think when, you know, we, we talk about formula and things like that, we're, I was speaking about this with the mummy, right? Everything was, you knew exactly where it was heading for the most part, but I thought it was executed well. So to me, that's more thats more important than, uh, than sort of a brand new idea. Yes, if you get something completely ambitious that's new and it shocks you and it's amazing and you've never seen something like it before. We talked about this a bit with, with Mad Max Fury Road, right? It's exciting and it's awesome. Um, that's great, but that doesn't happen all that often. So we sort of have to live in this world of execution of ideas being um, more important sometimes than the idea. I sort of agree with what he's saying in a way. He's kind of... Been- Bitter and old at this point, but I'm I'm also bitter and getting old, so it's
0: <laughs> part. It's old men in our thirties. Oh boy, I
1: tell and, you. And what. the other thing I would, the other the other thing I would point out for listeners is if if you do have Zootopia on home video, um, this the chase scene between Judy and and uh and Duke Weaselton in the beginning, please put on the descriptive audio service and listen to the British lady <laughs> describe all of the things happening in that scene. <laughs> The weasel jumps. The weasel hides between two buildings. He's giant. He's, he's gigantic now, or he looks gigantic. You have to you just listen to the entire thing. It is so absolutely hilarious. It's like watching um, a really talented sign language lady doing like like a stand up comedian or something. They're just trying to keep up, and it is so absolutely. It's it's great. It's oh. it, it, it made the scene even makes, better.
0: <laughs> you make you make me want to see this movie just as as told by Sir Richard Attenborough. It's, or wait, no. Which one was wait? Richard Attenborough, David, or David Attenborough. Sorry, Richard Attenborough is Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, right? Okay, David. Sorry,
1: sorry. Get my yeah, David's Planet Earth. Yeah, oh, he man, is. What? David is Planet Earth. <laughs> he is the planet.
0: It may as well. It may as well be. Hey, if Kurt Russell yeah. could be a planet, David Attenborough could be. That's true. Different. Um. <laughs> But okay, we're, we're talking about all this heady stuff. It's about racism, about evolution, and you know, ambition versus execution. Um, it's a pretty funny movie. Yes. I got, I, I got I to gotta say the, um, I think, I think the, I think the scene that we all that stands out is the DMV scene with, oh yeah, with um, Flash, Flash, hundred yard dash. The, the I just, w- I what makes that scene so <laughs> great.
1: it's it's incredibly relatable for (laughs) for adults particularly because just the joke is really a cheap one at first that you know the dmv takes a long time at the dmv i think it's just the it's the pacing of it and i know that sounds obvious i think the pacing is spot on um with the way the dialogue is done um i think also it works really well because nick knows what they're in for and Judy doesn't, really. And she's trying, like she does, to kind of just, let's go. We, this is important. We need to do this. And Nick is sort of just like he's doing his Jason Bateman. He's just sort kind of leaning back and like sort of relishing the moment. <laughs> and I would say, I mean, they, they showed that scene. Not, it was, there were some parts taken out of it in the trailer, one of the first trailers for it. But when yeah. I saw it, and I had seen it like three times in the trailer, when I saw the movie, finally, it still hits. It's still very, very, very funny um and still one of the highlights of the movie but yeah i think it's that sort of um that perspective thing with both of them i think it works really well in that regard <laughs> you're sort of yeah. laughing with at her and and you feel bad for her at the same time okay. and i think that's that that's kind of a nice juggling act yeah, because we
0: you know, as you say we have all been there before Yes, um, we have it's a, uh it's a, it's a scene that definitely plays the stereotypes but since it's anthropomorphized animals it works a lot yes. and what what's really great is that we're all you know even even our long movies are very fast it's you know it's things are bang 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 you know whiz you know we have to keep going keep going keep going and so it's funny that you know it's uh, timing and that just just the, the pace the speed at which you do things can help determine comedy so much mm-hmm. we don't uh, we're not a society that really appreciates pauses or silence or you know or you know even we don't value patience and they use patience here or and in in judy's case impatience to impatience right? to, <laughs> gr- to great effect with this
1: yes <laughs>
0: i love it. and um and, and and traditional and true to um most modern animation like pixar and whatnot it has uh you know there's a lot of humor for the kids uh you know they have humor for the kids you know, you're ch- you know they're running, they have all the cute animals doing funny things you know you know the and the banter between hops and uh nick are, is just is just great then you have the the stuff for the adults you have the the racism for instance but you also have like oh the rats being you know the rats being the godfather and you know it's, yeah. it's, we're at her, they're at her daughter's wedding and <laughs> his daughter's wedding and it's totally it's basically tra- it's like training day that hops just happens happens to have saved her and that, that helps out and yep. you know and there's the there's a the slight breaking bad reference right there towards the end where he says like oh, i'm gonna go you know find jesse and walter and Yep. It, it, it's got so, it's got something for everybody. Utopia does. I think it's, uh, it works really well. And plus, I gotta say, it's a beautiful looking movie. Um, do it you is. do you have the 3D Blu-ray or just the regular? Would you just watch it in 3D? Just the regular. three D. Oh, Okay. Okay. Well, it's a gorgeous movie. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think I saw it in 3D as well. Just, I've been trying to shy away from that because it. It ruins certainly in animated movies. It just ruins the colors a lot, and since most movies yeah. are pretty much animated these days, uh, it's a very darker effect. And this is a bright movie, which uh, which brings to the point. I like, um, uh, let's see here, is this the movie? I I, I said at the top, uh, you know, I I spoke of that was those are my words from the beginning of last year. Is this a movie that we desperately needed in 2016? I'm going to ask you your opinion on that, and what makes it work or or not work for that case.
1: I think it's I think it's a movie. Yes, I think it's a movie we needed. I I, I unfortunately even for a lot of people, I I, I don't think they knew we needed it. Um, and I think a lot of people. I wouldn't be surprised to know that a lot of or to find out that a lot of people saw the movie I mean, obviously a ton of people saw the movie talked about the box office numbers but I'm sure a lot of people watched it and didn't it didn't really strike any chords beyond the storytelling and the and the humor and that kind of thing oh it's nice that they all get to work together so I this all these these angles about racism things that we're talking about there probably is a large percentage of the population who saw this film that that, that didn't really hit them it just sort of was like Yep, whatever. And not because they're... Well, yeah, I guess to a degree, some of those people are ignorant. They weren't thinking mm-hmm. about it. But if you if you don't approach Zootopia with an analytic mind, I'm not going to look at you like you're a Philistine. You're not. Like you just wanted to see a Disney movie. Um, I think it's only in sort of retrospect sometimes that we we, we have these conversations. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that it is, it is a movie that we needed. I, I think it's a refreshing... Um, it's a, it was a refreshing film and that it could entertain and, and, and get you thinking about certain things and any movie that can make you sort of feel like rethink the way you think about your worldview, um, is, is it to me is an important one, even if it's just to you, it's important to you. So I think in that sense, yeah, it was, it's, it's important and, and more people should see even more people should see it. Oh. Um, it seems like most people did, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: It's refreshing to see a movie that is founded on op- optimism um mm-hmm. Lord knows we need some in these in these times with the world shall <laughs> so you know, shall we say America being the way it is um it gives us optimism and hope that we can look past our differences and see people, even if those people are actually animals wearing pants for mm-hmm. themselves and that's <laughs> um it's a lesson we get told time and time again but it's a lesson that i think we have to continue to be told because it's so easy to fall back on old prejudices or you know just mm-hmm. j- just to succumb to the baser instincts the baser angels of our nature because it's easy it's easier to see you as a predator than to see you as you know doug from right counting or, or whatever's just randomly it's, oh it can be uh it's a lesson that i think every generation needs and we need to be told all the time uh before we get to the final thoughts i got to say uh we do have to ask what do you think of the song by Gazelle
1: yeah it's funny actually yeah, that i i was like you you posted that in the the little pre uh little preview on instagram and i i was like i got to go listen to that song again so, you know they have the music video and it's got um it's got some clips from the film mixed in with some other things. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think I want to listen to it all the time, but I feel like the message is really, it's a strong one, and I think it, it fits really well, uh, particularly with Judy's character. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, the song on its own, I might not think too much about it, but sort of looking at it in combination with the film, um, I think it's an effective one. its I mean, it's fun. It's catchy and it's fun. And they, you know, they stage it at the end of the movie with this lavish dance scene, and it's it's just a good time. Um, but I think it also it's it's also making a point, isn't it? Isn't that like just a microcosm of the film? It's something really flashy and silly and fun, but it's sort of underneath it all, it's this deeper message about not being afraid to be the the one person standing out in the crowd, kind of kind of yeah. kind of thing.
0: And not and not being afraid to to screw up. You know, it's like right. you know, you make a mistake, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep making. I'm gonna right. keep making new mistakes, not just keep making mistakes. I'm gonna keep making new mistakes, because that's life, and you just gotta learn to. You gotta learn it. And you gotta. You gotta keep trying. You gotta go ahead and try everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Shakira is just adorable, and uh, yes, she just, is just, just so talented, just so great. Um, so uh, the movie came out last year, so we can't ask like, whoa, whoa how is it affected? You know, generations from now, but I can ask, how do you think it will affect, what do you think its legacy will be uh, five years, ten years, et cetera?
1: Well, I think y- you kind of started to talk about this earlier, and, and it reminded me of something, or not reminded me of something, I just thought of it again now. It didn't remind me of anything, but you were talking about, oh, wanting to show this movie to your daughter, and, and you know, and sort of, yeah, but you made an important point. Not just showing the movie to your daughter, but showing your movie to the daughter and sort of using it as a teaching tool. Um, maybe this is just the teacher in me, but I feel like, you know, here's, here's a movie, little child, uh, hope you like it because they're going to do what every little child's going to do. They're going to look at the animals and enjoy the the comedy. They're not going to think deeper about necessarily at that age, about why there's this animosity between, between these, these groups and these characters. Um, so I think the legacy of the film is going to be sort of, it's going to rely on, people sort of teaching the message, whether it's by showing the movie and talking about it, or by sort of preaching their own message of sort of um, tolerance and equality. I think that's where it will will come from. And unfortunately, I think the legacy of the film as a result may may be diluted because the message is a big one. And you might not going to be like, you know, you might, well, hey, you guys should be more tolerant. Think about (laughs) Zootopia. Like that's not going to be what you go to always for that because there's unfortunately too many examples to use. And there will be, Um, Now I have a new thought. There will be new examples every single year. So unfortunately, I think the legacy has potential to be diminished as the years go on, because unfortunately, we're going to be dealing with a lot of other issues of tolerance and bigotry and prejudice and racism. Um, So we're going to need new storytellers to sort of um, put these ideas out there like you were talking about earlier. And then we need new people to sort of disseminate those ideas and tell them and teach them to other people. So I get off my soapbox, but
0: yeah, no, uh, you are you are allowed to stand on top of that soapbox as long as you Thanks. want. <laughs> um, as for me, well, well said. Um, I I too think this movie will be slightly diminished, but not necessarily for, um, for those reasons. I think it's because, um, and it's coming back to the ambition versus execution thing. Uh, Kubo and the two Str- two strings is so fucking good. Uh, and it's criminally underloved, and I, I, I hope that somebody or some, you know, some group, enterprising group, group of folks go go and they see that movie, and they are blown away and dazzled by it, because I think that is uh, like Zootopia is, fine. it's solid, it's very, very good. Kubo for you know for its slight missteps, it is, uh, it's it's going for it, it's swinging for the it's it's going for the bleachers right there mm-hmm. and i i really dig that about that movie because it's also like i think it's an astoundingly well-told story uh over overall and the animation is just gorgeous um, yes which and i'm not trying to take anything away from zootopia but zootopia it's very like i said it's very the plotting is very safe the message important and will always be important and i think there will always be a place for it mm. uh i'm I don't exactly know where it will be in five years, though. I don't think it will be quite where it is right now. So, uh, that is uh, that is my final thoughts, sir. Uh, you have been listening to the Oscar Watch Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us banter a little bit. Uh if you like what you hear, you can write us an email at OscarWatchpodcast at gmail.com or find us on all the social medias at OscarWatchPod. And be sure to like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the word out. For well, next week, we're bringing back the die, people. We're, bring, we're we're gonna we're gonna roll for this one. I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired. Doing it. I'm getting tired of waiting on guests. Gonna, just gonna, we're just gonna do this. Seventy-one. You know what seventy-one is? <laughs> I d- I don't. But, oh, oh, yeah, I you think know. I do. Oh, you think you do? It's uh-huh. um. Ooh, we're go. We are traveling back to the year is 1998. The winner is Shakespeare in Love. And oh, this Yes. And this, my friend, is going to be a very fun discussion. Believe you me. Oh, yes. ho, 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 ho. I know you've been looking forward to. I've I've been looking forward to talking about not necessarily about this movie, but about another yes. movie that year. Yes. And percent. Uh, yeah. And that, I've, uh, next year, next week, we'll certainly be able to talk about the politicking of the Oscar race because, Lord Howdy, if that wasn't politics at its best or worst, I'm not worst. entirely <laughs> sure. Matt Marchetti, where can people find you if they want to get in touch and read your review of the Mummy?
1: <laughs> you guys could find me on Instagram at uh, movie underscore matinee, matinee with, with two T's. I try to do a uh, movie review a day, sometimes more. Um, I talked about The Mummy earlier. I did go back and review uh, the original six Universal films and then the three um, films with uh, the kind of Brendan Fraser trilogy as well. So there was 10 altogether with the Tom Cruise films, uh, which was which was a lot of fun. It was very fun to watch them, really, up until um, seeing the new one uh, this past Sunday. So I enjoyed that very much. And I've also been doing this thing where I go through each little section of my uh, Blu-ray collection, I pull them out, I take a picture, and I just review the, only those movies. I can't watch anything else. I have to re- review those ones because uh, way back to the first my first episode on this show – uh steve you asked have i seen all the movies i have and i said begrudgingly no i haven't <laughs> uh, and i said i need to do something about that and i wanted to sort of involve um some people so that's been fun i get to watch things that i was like yeah i'm not really excited about it but there's been a lot of surprises along the way so that's been fun
0: all right it's been fun having you yeah. on here i'm glad to well, thanks, glad to check in on your journey through your incredibly large dvd and blu-ray collection yeah. it's uh yeah it's impressive, man. I uh don't envy you. Actually, I do envy. I, 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 I do envy you a little bit. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? This has been <laughs> Oscar Watch. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, until next week, for Shakespeare and Love, we have to we have to um implore you, folks, get out there, try everything. Until next time, we will see you on the red carpet. Let's go to the zoo, the zoo, and see what.
1: We See what?